Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Open is here. Storylines are unbelievable this year. Coming up on TC Live at the U.S. Open, the level of competition and pressure increases for Novak Djokovic as he's just three wins away from rewriting tennis history. Our experts predict if this teenage British qualifier can continue her quest to become the Queen of Queens. And Dominic Team explains the team atmosphere of the Labor Cup, which is just weeks away. Half of the Final Four is set. Welcome to TC Live at the U.S. Open. Our one-hour pregame show to get you ready for first ball in New York, where teenagers are taking over the Billie Jean King National Tennis Center. We've got a lot to get to over the next 60 minutes, all the big highlights and interviews, plus a surprise American doubles team in the semifinals, and defending champ Dominic Team. a big finish for the former champion, back to break down today's remaining quarterfinal matchups. There is Emma Raducanu, the youngest woman to reach the U.S. Open quarterfinal since 2016. She hasn't dropped a set. She is taking on Belinda Bencic later today. Didi DeGroote is going for some history. How about this story? The Golden Slam in wheelchair tennis won the Paralympics in Tokyo. She's in the quarterfinals. We're talking about Novak Djokovic. This, a Golden Slam potential for Didi DeGroote and Sasha Zverev. Riding a career-best 15-match win streak coming on site. One of those 15 wins in a row came against his opponent today, Lloyd Harris. Come on in. Santa Monica Studio. Steve Weissman, Hall of Famer Lindsey Davenport from 60 Minutes Sports Illustrated. John Wertheim, TC Live at the U.S. Open. This weekend, it'll be a championship edition. This is our last pregame show. Coming up Saturday and Sunday, we will have postgame shows following the women's and men's singles finals. Uh, we talk about teenagers taking over the Billie Jean King National Tennis Center. There's still this guy named Novak Djokovic. <laughs> he headlines the action tonight, and he is just three wins, nine sets from history, John. I feel like we've been distracted happily, but can we refocus now and reset? We have a 34-year-old going for history in the first 10, 12 days of this tournament, we've had teenagers, we've had night matches, 7-6 in the third, 7-6 in the fifth. It's been great. Let's not forget we have a player on the threshold of history who is three matches away from something that hasn't been done in decades. In the case of men, it hasn't been done in more than 50 years. Three matches to go, and he is 14-6 and six combined against the three potential. Keep in mind uh, the other two bottom ones are conditional, but uh, Novak Djokovic, let's, let's 
shift and talk about the history here. Yeah, it'll be fascinating to see how this plays out these last five days of the tournament. And for Novak, his projected path, gosh, that looks rough. Three out of five sets against those players. We'll see if that uh, comes to fruition in the next few days. But how about on the women's side? We're going to crown a new champion again on the WTA <laughs> Tour and at the U.S. Open. Really so much to play for for all of these women that are left in the draw. Will it be a teenager mm -hmm. or will it be one of the best to play without a Grand Slam title? A lot of fantastic storylines to get to. Let's get you caught up on what went down yesterday at the U.S. Open. Daniil Medvedev, the only men's quarterfinalist who hadn't lost a set. John playing a guy who had never even visited New York City before the U.S. Open. Never been to the U.S. He made the most of this uh, cultural exchange, did the Dutch qualifier. We will strenuously uh, avoid pronouncing his name. Uh, Medvedev had not dropped a set coming in. It seemed to be a pretty easy day at the office. A uh, match he was expected to win, a match he did win. A bit of a hiccup here in this third set. It was strange. Medvedev just sort of seemed to take about half an hour off, and uh, the opponent did nothing remarkable, but really stole that third set. This match could have gotten complicated, could have gotten interesting. On paper, Medvedev played perfectly well. 36 winners, only 24 errors. He had 13 aces, 83% of his service points. Uh, statistically, a pretty solid match. Late in the fourth set, Medvedev gets a critical break. And, you know, th this is one of these matches where he probably had to fight a little bit more than he wanted, probably spent a little more time on court than he wanted, especially compared to his next opponent that we'll talk about. But he ends up getting through, survive in advance, and the second seed does just that. He loves playing on that court into his third straight U.S. Open semifinal, the two-seed from Russia. So who will Daniil Medvedev get next? Felix Auger-Aliassime, Carlos Alcaraz, the youngest quarterfinal matchup in a major since Nadal and Djokovic 15 years ago in Paris. Unfortunately, John Alcaraz did not hold up physically. Yeah, we are uh, showing you a not insignificant chunk of this match. Uh, Felix, who turned 21 last month, looked like a completely different generation. And Alcaraz had such a wonderful tournament. Part of maturing is sort of knowing the, the limits of your body, what physically you're, you're capable of. You see Alcaraz in the near court here, losing the first set. He seemed to move a little gingerly, but, but nothing to show he was especially compromised. Felix really learning how to work this crowd, and then Alcaraz gets some treatment for what looked to be uh, a thigh injury. And again, he's played a lot of tennis, not used to playing best of five. And uh, here we are, 68 minutes in, and um, no, no more completion. So Felix into the semifinals, his first. Strange way to get there. Yeah, first Canadian man ever to make the Final Four in New York. Let's go inside the press room. I've gotten the patient impatient sometimes. Um, this year or last year, I had, I think, uh, losses that I was disappointed with, um, either in Grand Slams or in Masters. And um, I think I just learned to accept them, to keep my self-belief high, to keep working well. And that things would come, you know, have the, um, the belief that things would come and that you never know exactly when, but uh, that sometimes, some, at some point, you know, things would click and I would get a, a great result. And I'm happy that, you know, this tournament at a stage like this, U.S. Open, that I'm happy to, to perform the way I'm, I'm performing. When is now for that mature 21-year-old Felix Ojeali-Assim, first man born in 2000 to reach a major semifinal. Half of the Final Four is set. You've got Ojeali-Assim and Medvedev. They played three years ago, Lindsay, went to a third-set tiebreak. The Russian won. 
What do you think is going to be the biggest factor in this matchup? Well, that was a long time ago. And <laughs> Ojeel, I mean, you listen to him talk and you think you're talking to a 30-something. I mean, he's, he has this incredible head on his shoulders and this great maturity, but also the great belief in the process and in himself. Uh, I've been fascinated by him for the last four or five years, watching him transition from a great junior to now an unbelievable pro. It'll be interesting to see how he manages the occasion, right? These are unchartered territory for Oje Ali Asim. He also has two days off, which seems sometimes like an eternity in Grand Slam tennis. Medvedev on these courts, believe, is a favorite, but Oje Ali Asim's really proved something here in big matches that he can stand up, that his serve is no longer an issue. And he's going to challenge Medvedev. What do you make of 68 minutes. Is that, uh, boy, I can conserve energy. If you saw it with Tony Nadal, props to Tony Nadal, sort of, sort of stretching him out afterwards, not a lot of time on court. Is that a blessing, or is that you, you wish you had more rhythm? I believe at this stage of a tournament, it's, it's a blessing, and you're trying to just conserve as much energy as possible. I mean, he's trying to make a push for two more incredibly taxing matches. I think he's got a lot of tennis in him. You rest up for, hopefully, a very big, long weekend. Well, Felix said he never thought the day would come when a little boy and a little girl from Montreal would both make the U.S. Open semifinals. That little girl is 19-year-old Layla Fernandez having the tournament of her life, playing Alina Svitolina, Lindsay, and this, this was the match of the day. Oh, no question about it, Steve. And just the way that Layla Fernandez, now 19, could handle this kind of pressure situation, came out firing in the first set. A lot of credit to Svitolina, who came back thumping in the second set, started moving better, really forced herself to be more aggressive, and we're playing on to a third. And the tennis, it just got better as this match was going on, and Layla Fernandez continued to try and be aggressive, be a great shot maker, and Svitolina hung right in there with her. But it was Fernandez who really took the upper hand early in this final set. Great anticipation, great shot making, gets up 5-2, and you think, okay, the teenager's now going to close it out. Credits Fidelina for fighting back, forcing a tie break. And again, the shot making of Fernandez has been such a big storyline at this year's U.S. Open. Hit 42 winners, second top five win at the Open. And she becomes the youngest semifinalist at the U.S. Open since Maria Sharapova back in 2005. What a moment for Layla Fernandez. An absolute dream come true as we go inside the press room. I've imagined myself playing on every every tournament, every Grand Slam at the biggest stage. Um, when I was younger, since I used Justine Hennen as a great example, I would imagine myself playing against her, and then I would also imagine myself playing against Serena and Venus um, the past few years against Os- uh, playing against Osaka in a, in a big tournament. But, you know, just when I was younger, I've always seen myself being in in a big stadium in front of so many people and just having fun on the court. Did you always win those matches? Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> she imagined it and she believed it, and now she's getting props from the Canadian Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, tweeting some love for Layla and Felix. Big day for Canadian tennis. She the North, we the North. How about this, John? Yeah, keep in mind, too, uh, Bianca Andreescu went 7-6 in the third in her last match. We could have had three names on this. And I wonder, you know, these are short flights, Toronto-Montreal from New York, same time zone. I wonder if that isn't part of this. But also, these are such appealing players who have really figured out a way to seduce the crowd.
Yeah, this is going to be a life-changing tournament for Layla Fernandez. Everything will change now. The landscape, how often she's recognized, what court she now plays on at tournaments. So it's so exciting while you're going through it. And now we just hope in the next months to a few years that she can handle everything that's going to be thrown at her off the court. She's 19. Felix is 21. Combine that. You've got the age of Roger Federer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of years ahead for those two, and they are still going. Who is Layla going to play? The winner of Arena Sabalenka and Barbora Krejcikova. Uh, the two-seed had everything working in this one, LD. Yeah, she did. I, and, Steve, I feel like we're not talking enough about the two-seeds in both the men's and the women's draw. And Sabalenka, she has cruised through this tournament. All the pressure seems to have gone off her shoulders after Wimbledon when she was able to get to her first Grand Slam semi play much more free at this U.S. Open than we've seen in the past. No question, Krejcikova had nothing left in the tank, both physically but also emotionally. She spoke about after the match how she felt humiliated by what Garbina Muguruza said to her at the net in the previous match. My heart really broke for her after hearing those comments and seeing her try and fight her way through this match. She tried so hard in the second set to get back into it, but Sabalenka just too much firepower on these quick courts. She's now got more wins than anyone on the WTA this year. It took her 19 majors to get past the fourth round. Now gets two final fours in a row as we go inside the press room. Second semifinal and hopefully I can keep it up and uh, that's that's amazing. I'm really proud of my of myself and I'm really proud of my team that they always work in. They always trying to find things uh, where I can improve and this is what I'm mostly proud of. So uh, yeah, I'm. I'm here in the semifinal, <laughs> and I have another chance to uh, to show my best and to to show my level on the court. Sabalenka actually went to the practice court after her match, worked on her forehand, her serve. This marks the first time in the Open era no former major champions reached the semifinals at the U.S. Open. So you got Sabalenka and Fernandez, John. Uh, Lindsay brought up a great point. We're not talking about the two seeds enough. Medvedev. And Sabalenka, what's going to separate Sabalenka and Fernandez in that semifinal? Power. Uh, you know, 60 days ago, Sabalenka hadn't been beyond the fourth round of a major. Now it's two for two. I don't, I mean, I, we all have been admiring Layla Fernandez, but can she handle just the sheer force of the ball coming from the other side of the court? Yeah, big difference when you're facing the ground strokes of, let's say, Svitolina <laughs> compared to Sabalenka. That, that really will be the key in the match. Fernandez will not have as much time as she's had in her last few matches. We'll see if that makes a big difference. Fernandez, the youngest player to beat two top five players at the same major since Serena Williams in 1999. That is when Serena Williams won her first major singles title. Just saying. On Ash today, Emma Raducanu facing a top 20 opponent for the first time. Belinda Benchich, she hasn't dropped a set yet. How about Zverev? He's only dropped one set on the way to his fifth quarterfinal or better in the last seven majors. Pliskova, Sakari, they've split their previous two meetings. And Novak Djokovic and Matteo Berrettini in a rematch of that Wimbledon final. A lot more to get to here on TC Live at the U.S. Open. Dominic Team is back. What will the defending champion miss most about the Laver Cup this year? You're watching TC Live at the U.S. Open. Don't go anywhere. Tennis Channel Live at the U.S. Open is brought to you in part by Marcus by Goldman Sachs. You can money with Marcus by Goldman Sachs. 
Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Lindsay, John, and Steve back on TC Live. A reminder that Tennis.com is more than just a website. It is your home for the entire sport. Every day of the Open, Steve Tigner writes his three to see, and Kale Hammond makes his pick on Betting Central. Log on now, Tennis.com, or download the Tennis app. Here's Nick from Fox Weather with today's forecast. I'm meteorologist Nick Coaster, and here's your U.S. Open weather forecast. Another mostly beautiful day in Flushing Meadows, 81 and partly sunny, but... A 40% chance for late-day showers, so keep an eye to the sky. For more information, go to foxweather.com. Precise, personal, powerful Fox Weather, coming in October. Thank you, Nick. We will keep an eye on the sky. TC Live, your U.S. Open postgame show during championship weekend. We're with you Saturday and Sunday after the finals. Live coverage today begins on ESPN at noon. And encore coverage, as always, Right here on Tennis Channel, Midnight Eastern. There is the teenager from Great Britain, Emma Raducanu. First career match against a top 20 opponent. How will she do today against Belinda Bencic? All eyes on Emma. It's in British Vogue. She is blowing up, folks. Welcome back. This was a special moment last night. Bob and Mike Bryan honored for their incredible career. Five-time U.S. Open men's doubles champs, Lindsay. Yeah, it was so nice. The Bryan brothers were supposed to say goodbye at last year's U.S. Open, decided not to go when there was no fans, and they really deserve this. I mean, they have been such amazing American players, and honestly, I grew up with them here in SoCal and the juniors, and to see them now and... I'm like going to get teary-eyed. I love to see everything they've accomplished. And also just to see how happy both of them are now in their lives. It's awesome. All their kids were out there. Federer, Nadal, Djokovic, Serena, add the Bryans to these tennis acts. We will never see records like that again in our lifetime. And, you know, I think it was a combination of of age and COVID. They they didn't really get the send-off that they deserved. So it was nice to see them honored last night. As you say... Happy post-tennis, which is great as well. Yeah, how about Michaela? Bob's nine-year-old daughter. It's amazing. They're so... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Talented. See videos of them on social media doing sports, but also always doing the musical instruments. Awesome. 119 doubles titles, 18 majors. Greatest doubles team in the history of our sport. That was beautiful to see. Uh, We we talk about All-Americans out of singles. How about this? We're guaranteed to have at least one American man in the doubles final. 
Stevie Johnson, Sam Querrey, they made the semifinals six years ago in New York. Once again, John, they are two wins away from their first major title. This is in keeping with our uh, California dad segment. Johnson and Query in the white hats. And, yeah, this is one of these classic what happens if you put two top-flight singles players against a two top-flight doubles players. And this has been really entertaining stuff as well. These are the six seeds that uh, the Americans took out. And uh, great fun to watch. We all love doubles, and uh, this doubles draw is wide open. There's Steve Johnson. That's how you celebrate. And on to the round of four for these guys. Uh, They've been entertaining the crowd on Louis Armstrong Stadium. Great mustache by Johnson. Uh, They're going to take on Rajiv Ram. Yeah. And Joe Salisbury. I mean, we got the semifinals set here. By the way, Jamie Murray, Bruno Suarez, they won the U.S. Open title back in 2016. This is a pretty good setup for the Final Four. And as we mentioned, one American man guaranteed to make the final. Women's side, four Americans in the quarterfinals, including Caroline Dullahide, teaming up with Storm Sanders to face Sam Stoser and Zheng Shui. Yeah, Stoser and, and Zheng had won the tournament in Cincinnati. Sam Stoser, after she lost her singles here, spoke about how much how she's not sure she's going to play much longer. And so what a nice run it was for this combination. Team of Stoser and Zhang did such a great job of controlling the net. They worked together so well as a team, and they were just a little bit too solid out here. Caroline Dullahide, love watching her play. She's got great weapons in her serve and her forehand, but I think the experience of Stoser and Zhang was just too much in this match. 24 winners only faced a single break point. They win 6-2-6-3. Stozer and Jung have not dropped a set this tournament. They are currently on a nine-match winning streak, which, Lindsay, you pointed out, includes the Cincinnati title last month. Yeah, what about that top quarterfinal, though? Shea and Mertens versus Goff and McNally. That will be played later today, not before four. Billie Jean King National Tennis Center. Anybody with a grounds pass, I would try and get out to that oh, match. Man, that's good fun. And back to Sam Stozer. Let's just pause here. Ten years ago, she won the singles title. How nice to see her playing this late in the tournament in doubles. This is her sixth semifinal in doubles at the U.S. Open. Amazing. Dates back to 2005 when she won with your former partner, Lisa Raymond. Yeah, and, and a mother now. And it's been a, it's been a tough last few months for her just having to leave Australia. We talk about this with the Australian players. I think she's looking forward to going home after this tournament and getting back to her family. But what, how nice would that be to take a U.S. Open trophy home with her? Well, that would be amazing. <laughs> All right, much more still to get here on TC Live. Looking at Lloyd Harris. He's taking on Sasha Zverev today. Lloyd Harris' first major quarterfinal had more aces than Riley Opelka in his last match. Bring in the heat back after this. TC Live at the U.S. Open. A reminder, it is a championship edition of TC Live at the U.S. Open on Saturday and Sunday. Join me, Lindsay, John, Paul Anacone, following the women's and men's singles finals. And we are now joined by our friend, the chief tennis officer of Universal Tennis, Stephen Amitraj, who's going to break down some new things for us with Universal Tennis and use the formula to help us at the business end of the U.S. Open. Great to see you as always, Stephen. Steve, thanks for having me today, and uh, thanks for uh, chatting a little uh, Universal Tennis. Absolutely. All right, first things first, what is new? Tell me about this paid hits program. I think it's so cool. 
Yeah, Steve, this is this is really a massive day for Universal Tennis and our mission of transforming tennis. Um, we have this concept uh, that we made into a product called Paid Hits, and basically it's the first of its kind marketplace within tennis that gives uh, elite athletes, like some of the elite players, like some of the players that you see there, the opportunity to list their services in, in hitting sessions uh, to the general public. And it really solves the issue that most tennis players, really all tennis players want, uh, to find people better than them to hit with. And so as, as you see here, we're launching with, you know, HBWTA uh, pros, collegiate players that are now able to, uh, you know, leverage their name, image, and likeness through lax NCAA regulations. And, and across the board on our platform, any player above an eight UTR is actually going to have a request to hit button. So you're going to be able to go on there and see people in your local ecosystem and click request to hit with them. And they're going to get a message saying, hey, there's someone out there. Uh, that wants to 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 play and and have a paid hit section with you. So, you know, this is really exciting. We feel like it solves a lot of needs economically for for players and, and also, you know, from a demand side for for consumers. Um, and if this is interesting, uh, I'd recommend everyone go to universaltennis.com uh, paid dash hits to uh, book a session. Stephen, this is amazing. So you see some of the names there: Allison Risk, your wife, our friend, uh, the last player, by the way, to beat Layla Fernandez, who's in the semifinals of the U.S. Open. Bradley Klon there, former, you know, in the 60s in the world player, NCAA champion. How much will it cost to hit with one of these uh, pros or college players? So it's really interesting, Steve. I mean, it depends on market. It depends on, you know, court availability and their timing. I think for the elite pros, it really needs to fit into their schedule. Um, and obviously players like Eubanks or, or Allison or, or William Blumberg um, are traveling a lot. Um, but you can go there and, and each player lists their own price, lists their time and lists their place. And 100% of the proceeds go back to the players. This is something we're doing as a service to um, you know, really hopefully amplify the economy for, for, you know, aspiring pros and collegiate players and something that we hope is a value add to our consumers. All right. Chris Eubanks, I'm coming for you. I, I'm going <laughs> to sign up and get this going. That's so awesome. Uh, with the Universal Tennis Formula, obviously a big story at the U.S. Open. Novak Djokovic, he's going for the Grand Slam, 21st major. Uh, what chances does Universal Tennis give him of getting the Grand Slam? So, Universal Tennis and, and our rating, the UTR rating, have him as a slight favorite right now to to go through and actually complete the Grand Slam, which is it, it actually incredible, Steve, if you think about it. The ability for someone to win four majors in one year is absolutely unparalleled. He's just a slight favorite over Daniil Medvedev right now, simply because Medvedev has had a bit of an easier path to the finals. Uh, he, he's obviously one match away, and he plays Felix in the semis, where, whereas Novak has to go through, obviously, the Wimbledon finalist, and then Sasha Zverev, Zverev who, who, who won the Olympics. So, And then, obviously, Medvedev on top of that. So it's really going to be kind of a tough road at the end for, for, for Novak, but I do think that he is such an incredible champion, and, and we are giving him the nod on the favorite to win it at 35%. But if you're a betting man, you would take the field because 65% for the field, 35% for Novak Djokovic. Uh, We've been talking a lot about teenagers this year at the U S open. Stephen, one of them is the 18 year old from great Britain. She's playing today. Emma Raducanu has had a spectacular fortnight thus far. How is she expected to do in her quarterfinal today against Belinda Bencic? Uh, I think Emma Raducanu is one of the, you know, brightest stars that is up and coming in the sport. It's actually really interesting in her path, both in Wimbledon and the, and 
this week in the US Open, that she's benefited from not playing anyone really at Benchich's level yet. She's gone through players in, in the 40s really easily, which is kind of a credit to her and the fact that you can only play the people in front of you and, and she's um, you know, won those, won those matches by a significant margin. This is going to be really the first test that is going to be against a top uh, a top 15 or top 10 player. Um, and we do have Benchich favored uh, by a significant margin. However, you know, I've, I've learned uh, to kind of, you know, not really go against Mo and momentum with it. So uh, it's exciting to see. And I think that uh, she's going to be a bright star for, you know, the long term. Absolutely. Uh, neither player has dropped a set. We're looking forward to that. Uh, thank you so much, as always, Stephen, for spending some time with us here on TC Live. It is great to see you. Stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, we'll catch up soon. Thanks a lot, Steve. Appreciate you having me today. All right, still a lot here to come on TC Live. Our guy, Dominic Team joins the show for the, for the final time. We'll get his predictions on the quarterfinal matches. John Wertheim's stat of the day as well. Stay with us on TC Live at the U.S. Open. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back on TC Live, the Labor Cup is in Boston this year. One of the most anticipated events on the tennis calendar. Team World, Team Europe squaring off in Beantown for global bragging rights. Complete live coverage right here on Tennis Channel, September 24th, 25th, and 26th. We are now joined by our guy, Dominic Team, defending U.S. Open men's champ, who has been a part of that winning Team Europe squad on the Labor Cup multiple times. Uh, great to see you once again, Dominic. How's it going? Yeah, all good, thank you. I'm in the still in the Red Bull headquarters, and uh, yeah, very sad that it's my last day, but enjoyed it a lot. We, we are very sad it's your last day as well. So we're gonna we're gonna get get the most out of these two segments that we have here with you, Dominic. Uh, talking about the Labor Cup, obviously because of your wrist injury. You're not able to play for Team Europe. You were all signed up, ready to go. This is a very unique competition. Uh, what are you going to miss the most about this? I'm going to miss the most about it, this team atmosphere. You, know, you have it so little and so few times during, the, during a normal tennis year. And uh, the, the chemistry between the Team Europe and I guess also in the team world was, was stunning and was amazing. And also the, the, com- the competitiveness was, was unreal. Um, when I played the first edition, you know, we didn't know what's, what's going to happen, if it's going to be like a semi-exhibition or whatever. But, I mean, from the first ball on, it was so serious. Everybody wanted this title really badly. So I have only nice memories. And, of course, I'm, I'm devastated that I cannot play in, in Boston um, but yeah, hopefully in, in two years when it's again overseas or somewhere around the world. Keep going with that. H- help us understand the dynamic. We just saw Rafa and Roger giving you so- some coaching advice. You know, you, you, you play singles and the motivation's obvious. You play for your country. That's obvious motivation. Here you've got the you know, f- 40 majors giving you advice. 
Take us sort of inside your head when you're on the court and you've got Federer and Nadal telling you what to do. Explain to us sort of what, what the motivating forces are. Uh, it's a lot of pressure, no? If, uh, if Rafa is on, on your right shoulder, Roger is on your left shoulder, and they are giving you advices, uh, you better you better play like these advices, no? And you better win the match. So that was a quite a lot of pressure, but it was great fun. And uh, many situations came up during the Labor Cup, which are almost impossible in a normal year, like here get coached by uh, Björn, Roger and Rafa is unique or that Roger and Rafa, Roger and Nore, that they are teaming up in a serious doubles. It can only happen in Labor Cup and that's why it's such a great and successful event. A lot of pressure, but also pretty cool to have uh, two of the greatest of all time being able to give you some advice. Uh, let's break down some of the matches from yesterday, Dominic. Daniil Medvedev lost his first set of the U.S. Open, but he won in four against Botic van der Zandschlump. What, what stood out to you in this match? He had a great start, and um, I have to say I had an important appointment when it was uh, 6-3, 6-0 for Daniil, and I I honestly thought that the third set going to be like, I don't know, 6-1 or 6-2, and the match is over. And then when when I finished my appointment, I checked the scores, and all of a sudden it was 7-5 in the fourth, so it got close again. Um, But yeah, at the end... Still a, a good win in four sets, and uh, he's in the semis where where everybody expected him facing Felix. Now it's gonna be probably a more difficult test, but he's the biggest favorite from this bottom half to, to be in the finals. Yeah, third straight semifinal at the U.S. Open. He's been to the final before, looking to take it that one step further. He had to play four sets. Uh, unfortunately, Dominic. Carlos Alcaraz had to retire against Felix Auger-Aliassime. Just 68 minutes. So is that beneficial for Felix to get more rest before the semifinals? Yeah, it is in the quarters of a slam. Um, even, of course, you don't want to win that way. But he saved a lot of energy and this can be important. And uh, Carlos, I mean, he had to pay the price, unfortunately, for his incredible matches. Um, two five-setters in a row and, and he's on the... 18, which is uh, anywhere unbelievable tournament from him. So well, I just hope that he recovers well and does not his last quarterfinals in the slam or also not in the US Open. Okay, Dominic, we, this is our last time to ask you. On Friday, Oje Ali Asim, after he got through this match against Carlos Alcaraz, he'll take on Medvedev. What does Felix need to do to win this match and get into his first Grand Slam final? Um, I think that, that Felix, he has the ability to make so much pressure to put Daniil in, in real troubles. No? He has very powerful strokes, um, very strong first serve, which is important. But the question is if he can keep his unforced arrows low enough. If he has, a, if he has more winners than unforced arrows with his powerful game, he has a serious chance. But... Um, Still, it's, it's tough, and uh, Medvedev is, to me, the, the slight favorite in this one. Dominic, it, it was late at night. I don't know if you saw, but Juan Martín del Potro, 2009 champion, made an appearance at, at the U.S. Open yesterday. You, you have a long history with him, including in New York. I'm just curious, what, what do you make of his career and what he's 
persisted and persevered to get through? Well, I don't have a very nice history with him, especially in New York. No, that's, that's still one of my uh, toughest losses or, or maybe the toughest loss even. But also, I mean, amazing memory um, with this atmosphere. And no, he's one of, of, of the greats from the last decade, definitely. But unbelievable, unlucky with, with all the injuries. Um, who knows what would have happened with his career Without the injuries, he would have been a, a serious contender to to steal big titles from from the big four, no? But um, didn't happen that way, unfortunately. And he made it a couple of times already to come back very strong from from long injury breaks. And uh, maybe he can do it one more time in 2022. Um, would be good for everybody, as he's such a great player. Yeah, we certainly hope to see Juan Martín Del Potro, the 2009 U.S. Open champion, back next year. That's when we'll see Dominic Team back as well. Dami, we got one more segment with you, breaking down today's quarterfinals. Can't wait. Stay with us. Tennis Channel Live at the U.S. Open is brought to you in part by Tennis Express. We deliver tennis right to your front door. Order today, ships today. Lindsay, John, Dominic team, Steve back with you on TC Live at the U.S. Open. Fourth time stat of the day. It's time. What do you got, John? All right, number of the day. When we talk about this dominating season, Novak Djokovic has been having at majors 25 matches. Get this. Eight times this year already, eight out of 25 matches, he has lost the first set. Compare that to what he did during that outstanding season when he won the Nole Slam 2015-16. Only three times he's lost the first set in his last two matches. One way to look at this is, well, maybe he's a little vulnerable. The other way to look at it, of course, is, boy, this guy could spot you a set and he's still going to take you down, especially in best of five. But I, I want to talk to Dominic Team about Novak Djokovic's Preparation off court. We know about his diet. We know about his stretching. We know about the philosophy. Do- Dominic, did, did you do this last year when when you won the title? No, I didn't do it. I didn't. <laughs> it was but uh, we were in a in a stricter bubble as we were last year. I wonder though if uh, if there's a serious side to this. This is this is Novak. I think his wife took this video, and, and Novak talked about sort of ritual and, and keeping things simple. You know, you put put the kids to bed, and you go uh, you go do the dishes. Um, Dominic, tell me about the routines you go through off court during these tournaments to keep some semblance of normal. Well, the, the days are are pretty strict. No, there's not so much free time, but I just try in, in the free day. It's, it's a very nice day if you won your match the, the previous day and then you have a day off. You have a most of the time easy practice, one hour, one and a half hours. And then I love to have a nice dinner in, in the city or wherever with, with my whole team just to get away a little bit from the tennis, talk about anything, uh, other topics. And uh, that kind of keeps my mind fresh and um, helps me to prepare for, for the next day. I'm with you, Dominic. No, no need to do your own dishes. Go out to eat. There's a lot of great restaurants in the city. Uh, Novak Djokovic, after he's done cleaning the dishes, he's got Matteo Berrettini today, Tennis Express head-to-head. So 3-0 and for Djokovic. 
Berrettini, by the way, 0-5 in his career against the top 10 in majors. How do you see this one going, Dami? Yeah, Matteo, he got closer and closer compared to the first meeting. And uh, Wimbledon, he had his chances, but yeah, didn't uh, quite make it at the end. And I think it's a difficult matchup for him. Um, his, his biggest weapon is servant and forehand, but Novak's biggest um, biggest strength is probably his return. So uh, he's able to come into his favorite pattern against Matteo, which is the back and cross rally. Um, here we can see it a little bit, and there Novak is the, is the stronger player simply. And um, for Matteo, he needs to avoid that. He needs to make so much pressure with his serve, with his forehand, to avoid those longer uh, back and to back and rallies. And if he's able to do that, he has a chance. If not, then uh, probably we see Nora in the semis. In the other men's quarterfinal, we have Alexander Zverev and Lloyd Harris. Zverev's only been broken two times this tournament. How important is it for Sasha going into the last five days to have that much confidence in his serve? I guess the serve is his most important shot, and um, it didn't let him down for, for quite a while now, so it won't let him down uh, how, however long he's still in this tournament. And uh, they, they just played in Cincinnati, very tight first set, and uh, second was, was easier for Sasha. But same is for Lloyd Harris. Now he's full of confidence, has a great serve himself, um, difficult to read, uh, fluent and quick motion. But here as well, uh, Sasha with, with all the confidence and with those two important titles in the previous month. I think he will do it, but I guess it's going to be very competitive for Mitch. We, we certainly hope so. Uh, parting is such sweet sorrow, Dominic. It has been such a pleasure having you with us this past week on TC Live. Uh, Lindsay, want to say, say bye to Dominic? Yeah, we want to see you next year. We can't wait to see you on court, and maybe you'll uh, come visit us at uh, one of the tournaments again. Right. Auf Wiedersehen, das war wunderbar. He did great. Uh, that was really wonderful. And uh, you, you really added a lot, and we... Wish you could be our colleague, but we wish even more that you go back to winning tennis matches. Yeah, best of luck with, with the rehab, getting healthy. We want to see you back healthy on court next year, winning big titles. But you absolutely killed it. So, so thanks for the time. And uh, once a member of the Tennis Channel family, always a member of the Tennis Channel family. You're welcome back anytime, Dami. Thank you. Thanks so much. It was great. Dominic team. With us all week on TC Live, it has been fantastic. Stay safe, stay healthy. Sasha Zverev getting ready to go. One of those matches on the 15-match win streak came against his opponent today, Lloyd Harris, back after this. Tennis Channel Live at the U.S. Open is brought to you in part by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Only pay for what you need. Back on TC Live at the U.S. Open, getting ready to go. Only two spots remain on the men's side, two spots remain on the women's side to get to the semifinals of the U.S. Open. Lindsay, Steve, John, back with you here. So let's break it down. Okay. We've got Emma Raducanu. We've got Belinda Bencic. Neither player, Lindsay, has dropped a set this tournament for Raducanu. 
That's 14 sets because she came through qualifying. Yeah, it's going to be a big step up for Raducanu today against the level and just how Belinda Bencic plays. Nobody takes time away from their opponents better than Belinda Bencic. And Raducanu, she's got to be ready for that. She won't have as much time to set up, to play her offensive style of tennis. I mean, what a phenomenal run it's been for her these last two majors, especially considering how she left Wimbledon mm. under duress to be able to reset at her very next major and have another dream run. It's been a phenomenal story, but Benchich coming off the gold medal, very confident and playing great tennis. You mentioned how she left Wimbledon. She entered Wimbledon not even among the top ten British players. <laughs> uh, this has been a steep ascent, and we keep saying, well, eventually you know, Cinderella's going to turn into a pumpkin or whatever the cliche is. Um, she just keeps winning, and she gets the gold medalist now in Benchich. She's been a semifinalist, Benchich has, but I think the first time they've ever played, I think this is a toss-up match. She would be the third woman ranked outside the top 100, Raducanu, to make a U.S. Open semifinal. The other two, Kim Kleisters and Billie Jean King. <laughs> That's some pretty good company. Uh, the other quarterfinal on the women's side, Carolina Pliskova, Maria Sakkari, Lindsay. What do you think about this one? Oh, that's going to be a, a great match. And, and Sakkari did a phenomenal job of battling through her previous match against Bianca Andreescu. That was a huge match for Sakkari. She was still fighting some demons of that French Open semifinal loss where she had match points against Krejcikova. To then pull through on another big stage in a tight match, that is absolutely huge for her and her confidence going into the match with Pliskova. So much revolves around the Pliskova serve. She's been serving great this U.S. Open. Very hard to get into the match on this quick court against Pliskova if she's serving so well. Talk about intrepid escapes. Remember, Pliskova, too, was down yep. match point mm -hmm. earlier in this tournament. Big opportunity for both players. Pliskova, of course, has been to the U.S. Open final. She was a finalist at the previous major. This was a player who, earlier this spring, she was out of the top ten. So very nice little mini comeback for Pliskova. Uh, we had a farewell to Dominic Team. It's a farewell for John as well. He, he's going back to New York. So uh, when we have TC Lab this weekend, championship editions, you're going to be on site getting, getting us the dirt. I will be in the stadium, but uh, it was a pleasure here. We had a, we had a good time here, and uh, we'll do this again after both the men's and women's finals. I'll be on the other coast. Paul Anacone will, will be sitting right here. We like Paul. Right. We, we love we Paul. We love Paul. We'll miss John, though. Thanks. John will be like Dominic Team because he'll, he'll be on the big, the big monitor <laughs> over there. Uh, coverage of today's matches, noon Eastern on ESPN. And a reminder, TC Live at the U.S. Open Championship Edition following the women's final on Saturday, following the men's final on Sunday. We will be with you for an hour after those matches. Encore coverage on Tennis Channel tonight, midnight Eastern for Lindsay. John, Dominic, our producer, Mark Huska, our director, Chris Castro. I'm Steve Weissman. Thanks so much for joining us on TC Live at the U.S. Open.